Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, it's a club in transition or a rebuild, but you can call it whatever you like, but we will talk about that more in this week's episode. But before we do that, I have to welcome the co-hosts of Eagle Nation, and that's Wayne and Dan Hagan, boys. Yeah, good to see you. Uh, we're doing this via Zoom again because COVID. Um, we're going to elaborate a bit more on some fun facts there for the Eagles, but COVID's hit me pretty bad, so I'm pretty down and out. So you can understand how some of these players are feeling. Uh, if you're a long-time listener, get on to the podcast and spread it around to everyone. We're on uh, all different ones. You can get us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But before we get on the show, we have to give – a little bit of a talk about our sponsor by Manscaped and uh, Dan. Well, he's a he's very happy with Manscaped as I as I am. Well, how could we not be happy with Manscaped? We're all looking fresh and we're all smelling fresh. I mean, it's last week to use the Eagle Nation code for twenty percent off. So jump on it, mate. Take the chance. You would be insane not to use that code right now for twenty percent off. And like great products, not one complaint with them. Uh, Nick free equipment for the right job so that's always good and as i said it's not just the trimmers i'm smelling nice and fresh now as well <laughs> well excuse me i just don't have a cough um it could be the last chance to get your 20 percent discount off with the eagle nation code so if you've been thinking about it or you've been just putting it off get onto there now guys because uh you get 20 percent off if you use eagle nation as your code Anyway, boys, it was a dark weekend for the AFL and Waffle sides. Eagles in the AFL went down by 84 points to Port Adelaide and in the Waffle was very similar, 76 points. And, um, you know, this is a dark, dark weekend if you look at it all around. And at one stage, we were bottom of the ladder of both of them. So um, that was history made for one day until North Melbourne decided to play really bad and knock us back off. <laughs> It's actually really embarrassing, you know, like, because we've got a list of excuses and we'll talk about them soon. Like, it's never good to be there and a lot of it is in our hands, our form as well. But what is wrong with North Melbourne? They've been rebuilding for, what, five years, six years now. And the latter shows they're worse than us right now. And that that is unbelievable. There should be no side in the comp worse than us right now. Um, and... Yeah, I, I'm gobsmacked that we're not bottom of the ladder with the games we've been playing. Like, yeah, and you use the word. I love the. We are a rebuilding side. Like they use the word transition, which is politician talk, because no club will say re- rebuild. I don't know why it's a dirty word in the AFL, but it is. They don't like to use that word. But um, Nisbet coming out and saying it's transition period just speaks volumes. So we are in a rebuild, and. Like, teams that have been rebuilding for a few years now should be in a lot better position than we are right now. Yeah, well, yeah, you look at the ladder and there's a few teams on there that have only had one win. So, uh, GWS, uh, Essendon's the other yes. one. Um, and look, you know, those teams, they've got no excuses. We've got some excuses. Well, they're excuses but they're facts. So, I'm just going to quickly run through them. We've used 41 players in the first six rounds. That's more than we've ever done, ever in the competition since we 
we joined. Uh, we've had 11 debutants, and five of those players were from the Waffle for the contingency plan. So that's a first. Uh, we've only had three players play all six matches, and they are Shannon Hearn, Luke Foley, and a guy that wasn't even on our list six weeks ago, Patrick Nash. So that shows you how where our club is at. But in saying that, going forward, COVID has hit us big time. Um, and when you first, if you haven't had had COVID, a lot of people say, oh, it was only COVID. Well, it affects everyone differently, and I found that out myself. So probably, you know, the fit, these guys are fitter, so that doesn't last as long with them. But you can see the effects that it has had on our team. But we can't just keep using those excuses. So quickly, how do we fix what we're doing going forward, or we don't fix it. We just blood youth this year. I don't know, but it's got to start from the top all the way down because teams that win flags, there's always one motto. It's one mission. Everyone's on the same page. And at the moment, Eagles aren't on the same page on the field or off the field. Yeah, I find it funny because you talk about excuses and half of them is where we've got to improve. So you, you touched on it, what, 46 players have played for the club? Most in the AFL right now. 11 debutants, which is just crazy, and it'll probably be 12 on the weekend Greg Clark comes in. Uh, we talk about playing the kids in depth. Well, you look at that in hindsight, and I'll just quickly rattle these off and get you guys' opinion. But Luke Edwards has got osteitis pubis, kind of like uh, Yo has. So he's come back, played a bit, but he's kind of re aggravated it a bit. He he didn't really get a good preseason. Then you've got Allen who hasn't played. You've got Chester that hasn't played. And then, as I said, Greg Clark hasn't played, but coming in there off his injury. So right there, you've got four players that just because of injuries won't have the same impact. Then you've got Yo. And Wayne, you talked about this a lot last year. You know, uh, you don't come back like flicking a switch with Osteo's pubes because you can't train. You can't run. So his preseason, he still would have been there. So a lot of talk That's about right. his fluff. But he needs these games to get match fitness. That's how he's going to drop these two, three kilos and get back to his best. Um, and finally, I think we uh, – no, this is the marriage. And you've got a two-way run. Yes, we've got COVID. Yes, we've got injuries. You've got to run both ways, and you've got to do that all the time, which leads me to think we're at the stage now, and this might be contrary, our two best midfields now, as far as I'm going to do, Sheed and Kelly. Like, Yo, as we said, is not right. He got, he could take that mantle back, but he's got to get over the Australia's pubis a bit and build up that game time. shuey has got to play more the Monday role. He's not – we can't rely on him to dominate anymore. He's got to be in that midfield as the cherry on top almost. I think it's Sheed and Kelly that will have to kind of – well, Sheed's also playing – is lead that midfield now, you know what I mean? And then we blood a bit of youth in there. Um well, and that's just where I think we are as a club right now. That's what where we have to go to take forward now. Because Wayne, we're relying on Yo and Chewie to carry us, and they can't do that. And I find when they're in the side, other players will sit back and go, they can do the work. They're the stars. We'll sit back and just reap the rewards kind of thing while they do the hard work. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, Kelly had a brilliant game, and it was hidden in such a poor loss. But Shui had an okay game. He tried 22 spots. But the drop-off is amazing. You can't have one player in the midfield have 30. Then Shui, the 22, which is okay. But there should be plays in the middle between those twos with the 27s, the 28s, right. or the 30s as well. We don't have that. Well, Wayne, what's your view on Yo? Because Kane Corn said he was fat. Basically, he said he was fat. Mm -hmm. Did we bring him back too early? And... 
um, Dan just brought up some good points that we didn't have anyone else in the guts, but that's what O'Neill was brought in for. That's what West was brought in for. So I know they're coming back one game in, one game out, so we're going to give them time, but it's time for players, like you said, Dan, too many people are letting all the others do the hard work. So, Wayne, what's your view first on Yo first about the comments from Kane Corns? Yeah, I, look, if, he, if he's he's played league football, he should know as as well as anyone. Uh, osteo takes at least two years for you to get back to where anywhere. It's like a knee reconstructing. You need a twelve months rebuild, and then and you need another twelve months to get over the engine. You another twelve months to rebuild yourself. I don't, I don't think Yo. Look, he looks pretty fit to me. He doesn't like he's shedding too much too much weight. I thought he looked a little bit overweight, but I. To be fair to him, I think he's um, he's had a few other setbacks since. Uh, I think the osteo as well. So I think you know. I, look, I'm, I'm probably a little bit different. Now. I did make a comment today. I thought he, Nick, uh, Harry Edwards, and uh, Petrocelli did look a little bit slower this year, a little bit unfit. But I think that that's mainly from coming. Back. But I mean, I said last year at the start of last year, a few boys remember on the on one of our. Um, um, pod Zen that I thought we should have been rebuilding at the start of last year, not this year. Um, I, and I was very open about that. I thought our time was after 2019, 2020, I thought our time was done. It was time to really move on to get some younger blood in there, some younger, uh, you know, and take a chance on these guys because at the moment, um, we're too slow and it's, we're slow in our ball movement because we're slow in our, we're slow in our decision making and we need changes. I think if you look at players, you look at teams like Melbourne, Richmond, um, and even um, who's the guy that's taken over in the fitness area now, uh, the real guru in one of the Melbourne, I think it's St Kilda. They've made changes to make sure that they're playing this uh, fit, strong, and up with the day's game plans. And I just, I just don't think we're at that stage. And I think we're a long way from that stage. I think we need changes. But I think we need changes in other areas. Not We need changes in player personnel, but we need changes in other areas too, which we've already discussed off, off the air. Yeah, um, I agree totally. Um, you, you have cut out a few times there, so hopefully people got the gist of it. Um, yeah, look, it's not it's not a overnight fix, is it? So it's time to concede that, you know, and you said it, Dan, transition is just another word for rebuild. Um but you got to get it right, and that means, and I agree with you, Wayne, it's not just on the field, it's off the field, and I'm not talking about coaches. I'm sick and tired of people saying sack the coach. It's just an easy way out because they've got no, don't take it the wrong way, listeners out there, but you're not educating yourself right, for one. Um, so, yeah, the players don't show effort, you, you know, so it's a hard thing to coach. So, uh Players have got to stand up for themselves and uh, put their effort in. And Brit, let's briefly talk about the game against Port. It was a shocking. It was it was worse than the Sydney Swans game. We scored the first goal in the first forty three seconds. Didn't score another one for nearly three quarters. Um, and I don't know if it came down to the message getting across on the team, but if you watch some of the football shows, the the, the footage was damning. You, you saw it firsthand, and you know, you could pick out the players that played good. And, and to me, it was Tim Kelly, Barras and Wiverton. And you could probably chuck Kern in there a little bit. And Stranatica showed a bit as a ruck in his first game. 
even though he didn't, you know, win as much shitouts around the ground, I thought he did all right. What are your views on that, guys? Yeah, you know, first he's surprised because I thought he was. I think I meant the, the, the previous week. I thought he's. I thought he's a little bit ordinary and uh, waffle, but then he did. He showed some good signs. But I think um, the guy, the, the guys that really disappointed me most last week were actually Willie Rowley and Liam Ryan, who you, you talk about. We we're talking about earlier about fit players. They actually looked unfit last week. They they looked like they'd really taken their foot off the pedal. Well, that so, was the same. But that was I the think, same um, in the Swans game. I mean, yes. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I that. think it's a bonus. I think I still think going. I still think O'Neill did some good stuff. I agree. I think Luke Stranetica, He's worth. Uh, we've got to persist with him because we need another ruck. And um, I, I think we just got to keep keep these young guys. If Greg Clark comes in, I think that'll be a bonus this week. And um, yeah, just keep persevering with some of these young guys. And sorry, the senior players. If you're not up, if you're not, if you're not showing the way, you got to sit back and uh, watch and get your spot back. Well, Dan, you always said midfield wins games, and the midfield just ain't getting the ball down on our forward line. Um, we're getting it in there 30 times a game, and you can't win a game of football with 30 entries. We got away with it against Collingwood because we kicked damn straight and we, you know, we're more efficient. But when you, you, you're given 60 inside 50s away to the other side, the midfield need to stand up and. I guess that's where we're lack and that's the area that we've got to concentrate on because when they are firing and they're delivering the balls, then the forward guys don't look as bad. I thought Darling did pretty good, even though the reward wasn't on the on the scoreboard. But when you've got 30 inside 50s coming in from your midfielders, it's not, it's not enough, is it? No, nowhere near enough. And that's why I'm a bit critical on people's comments sometimes where they want to pick apart the mid, uh, the forwards, drop the forwards and that. But if they're not, if you're not getting the ball to the forwards, you can't expect them to kick goals. And as you said, we're very accurate, which we usually are, and that's what won us the Collingwood game. But there's just a gap. You can't have 30 disposals, then Shuey Cherry on top, still getting 22. So as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. If that's Shuey's game now, he's 22, he's played more like the Monday role, you know what I mean? The senior player that just complements the midfield. But we need the others in there. Um, I'm a big fan of O'Neill and West, but they've got to get up into the mid-20s to 30s um, and just get that ball because our game style now is win the contested ball and go quick through the middle. But we're losing the contested ball the last two weeks. And yeah, it shows we the contested ball. We're, yeah, we're terrible. We then can't go in the middle. We're then attacking from defence, which is then slow. And then they, we can't get it forward. So we have to go back and just focus, win that contested ball. That's our new game plan. That's what we have to do every week. And it's funny, the Eagles um, on their website actually commented on that. So it is their focus. They talked about losing contested ball. Um, yeah, well, well, we were minus yeah, 34 in contested ball. Yep. And that's, when that's we massive. played well... Yeah, but see, when we played well or even had a close loss when we were competitive, we won the contested ball. Yeah. When we've played well, we've won the contestable, yeah. which we never used to do. Um, but see, now I've got eyes for the future because I look at that and um, we need change in that group. They talk about a transition. Um, I think young players need to be more competitive because we are playing young players. Like I'm hearing, oh, play the kids and that. But you've got to reward the ones who waffle. We're playing Dixon. We're playing Nash. We're yeah. playing Langdon. We're playing Foley. We're playing Williams. 
Jamison has got a game. Uh, Greg Clark's coming in for his ga- first game. We're playing O'Neill. Um, that's West. eight players I think you just mentioned then. Uh, yeah. Who? West? Yeah. yeah, West. So that's nine players. And they're all playing. Got quite a, Apart from Jamison, who's only really had the one game, but that was because we had no one else to play. We are playing these kids. Foley's one of the like one of three players that played every game. Nash is another one. They're the use. All those players I just mentioned are all under fifty games. Even yeah. Patricia Shelley is under fifty games. So that is the, the use. And then as a bit of positivity, you want change the side. Let's look towards the future, right? I wouldn't play Alan. I'd make sure his leg is fine, his foot is fine, and just give get him cherry up for the preseason because we want to know how good he can be. So give him a good preseason. Don't rush him back this year. Then we got Chester next year, number one pick. And then apparently Quartermain spoke to Nisbet and he's saying we're hitting the draft. So I don't know if we're going to go for – at first I thought we are going for uh, Jackson and, and uh, or English, you know, and it worried me because I wanted that first pick. But apparently they're saying, no, we, we've really got to go to the draft. Yeah, the club, so you the club confirmed today. Yeah, so you, you add another first-round pick. And then we've got Port's two seconds. So that's for five new young players that could come in and could get game times next year. So you've got Allen, you've got Chester, which is a first-round pick, you've got this year's first-round pick, and this year's two second-round picks. And who knows, Hoff could put on a bit of weight too and become quite a regular as well. So suddenly in the space of 12 months, you're injecting five young kids into that side that are, let's just say, pick 25 or under. Yeah. So... That's going to help us. That's not going to help us at all this year. Obviously, that's casting an eye to the future. Um, and but if you can bring five young kids in, that's amazing. And then you got Jack Williams, you got Bazo. They're all developing at waffle level that are highly touted. Um, I've loved them. So the youth there, but you can't just rush them all back in this year. Next year, things aren't as dire as they look. Um, so that's just a little bit of something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as I said, I'm very strong on not playing Allen this year. I know selfishly we want to see him, but he's better off getting his foot right to have a good preseason because we talk about Yo not being able to have a good preseason because of his osteoarthritis, and he's getting slammed now. So five young kids brought in next year, and I reckon if we can do that right and nail that draft, we're looking at it. You can rebuild in two, three years if it's done right, if you've got players that are around 26 and years old. We've talked about if you pick the right so, players, I don't know if you saw any of the Waffle Wayne, but um, Clark was probably the standout, 25 possessions. Rotham, 20 possessions. Petreski Seaton, he got one goal in 18. They're probably the three that would be the only ones rewarded for probably a good game in what was, again, a, a disappointing game. It coincided with the Eagles' AFL side, so a lot of people probably wouldn't have seen the second half. But um, like I said, Dan, uh, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel, and Eagles fans have just got to bite the bullet and uh, take a bit of pain. Um, so we'll see what happens. But let's talk about Richmond. Wayne, can the Eagles beat Richmond? That's all I want to know. Oh, look, look, we can beat them. There's no question, as long as we play the right football. But we've got to have the right attitude on the night. That's as simple as that. I mean, we've got to go into that game the same as game we went into Collingwood with that attitude that they played the, the ball fast-moving. They went through the middle. Uh, they won all the contested ball. They actually kicked to their leading forwards. That's the game we've got to play. If, we go, if we're playing kick long to 
Kennedy and Daly will lose. We'll probably lose by about eight goals. But if we play that fast ball moving game, we could quite we could win that game. Look, Richmond are setting the world on fire. They're in a they're in a very similar stage to us, except they're probably playing a little bit better. But they're in a stage. They've got age fours. They've got Rewald. They've got um, uh, Cochin in there. They've got Edwards, who's still who's still playing well. But they've got some aged players in there who are they're looking to probably rotate through in the next two years as well. So there's there's not much there's not much between as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, they're, they're, their their injury list is Pickett. He's out for two weeks. Uh, I don't think uh, Dustin Martin will come back in this week. <laughs> Uh, Josh Caddy is out for six weeks. Uh, Lambert's a, a test. So is Soldo, and so is Grimes. So they could get a few soldiers back. We could get McGovern back. Hopefully, the word is Gaff's ready to go. But there is a word that there's a couple of people with COVID. So we get to hear from the club. So that could change things altogether. Mm. I don't know if you guys read the um, run sheet, but I was surprised. I went. I, I wanted to see how many wins. Uh, the Eagles had against Richmond And um, we played 46 times We've won 27 They've won 19 And 16 of our wins have been at home So we've beaten away 11 times The biggest win we've ever had Against Richmond Was at the MCG by 96 points And that I remember that game I remember that game But it was back in 1994 so it was quite a while, but that shocked me. Yeah, um, I know, a long time ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. So this week they're playing Friday night. Um, like you said, um, 6.10, not a very good time, but uh, that's all for, I guess, the broadcasters. Um, they're opening it up, I think, is it 60,000 this week? Are you allowed to have 60,000? Yeah, full capacity, yeah. I don't think we'll get yes. into that because of the Friday night. onwards. Um, no. And there's no masks as well, so that could be different. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. And, well, look, this is where chance for the Eagles to, well, if they, if they, you know, all we want to see is effort. And if they show effort, I think people will go, if we win or lose but we show effort, I think people will walk away from that happy. If they don't show happy, people are going to be angry. What do you reckon, Dan? Oh, it's funny. You know, I try to be the positive, you know, and like almost too positive sometimes, you know what I mean? But I'm expecting another five changes and you can't win with that. There's no consistency. Yeah, you said um, that before. I'm with Wayne yeah. that we, we can win, but I, I fall into that trap where I look at the players that are playing, but you can't win it with 10 great players and 10 average players, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's the problem I'm finding. Um, everyone's quick to smash the stars when they're underperforming and saying play the youth or play this player and their stats don't hold up at all. Um, they're quite low. So, no, I don't think we will win <laughs> this weekend. I think um, I just want to see effort like we said the last two weeks. But we said that after the Sydney game and then we got smashed by a port. So, but we talk about it a lot, the contested ball and like what our game plan. In that first quarter, we almost played better footy than Port, even though it was a bit of a bad quarter. We won the contested ball and we won the clearances in the first quarter. And as soon as that dropped away, that's when we get smashed. So we have periods in games where we just fall asleep. So it'd be very interesting to see how we respond. Um, but yeah, I'm not confident. I reckon five, another five changes. That's what we said we're making each week. And, 
statistically you don't win when you make five changes. It's rare you win, and we're doing that every week. So yeah, look, I have to agree there. If we're making five changes, yeah, okay. I agree. the cohesion or the in word that Simo's been using synergy won't be there. But you know, I don't think anyone gave us a chance winning against Collingwood. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect unless I'm at the ground. And like you said, all I want to see is effort. Um, I just want to see a bit of running, hard running. And, like, and, you know, supporters out there, they bent. And I'm, I'm one of them. I hate losing. But if they don't show effort, that's when people start going about the coach. And, unfortunately, Simo needs to drum that into them. So um, it's unfair on Simo because... You know, he set it there and players got to carry out the message. They're the only ones that can win the game. They're on the ground, so they've got to put the effort in. And last week, the vision was, yeah, it was damning. And it, um, we, we look like training cones. And uh, I just don't want to see that again. I just want to see if they want to blood more youth, go for it. But you got to, if you've got players that are fit, that are big names, as they say, you've got to play. And, um, yeah. You know, there's no point having them on the list if you're not going to play them. So people can sit there and go, oh, you can't play this guy. Oh, drop this guy. Well, you know, have a good look at the game, people, and have a look at different roles. I've said it about Nelson before. I think he did all right on the weekend. Um, he went on to Robbie Gray, and Robbie Gray didn't really have much impact. At, you know, he got away a few times. But, hey, look, all we want is effort. All we want is pride in the jumper. Um, and if it's a transition phase, it's a transition phase. Let's call it as what it is. And, um, yeah, I can't see us winning, but you never know. So until next weekend, guys, hopefully we're in the studio because I want to be in this mode for a couple of years now. Yeah. I want to, I want to do a full show where we can do a full waffle wrap. Um, hopefully the waffles, well, it will be, it'll be on a different time this week and it'll be streaming. So get on the KO and watch it on there or, uh, seven live. No, it's not on KO. Is it, sorry. Is it on KO? No, it's, it not, it's on seven live, uh, yes. on your seven, uh, AFL live app, I meant. Um, so get on yes. there and watch that or get down to the, to the ground. Um, look, uh, if you want to see youth, that's where you're going to see it. So, um, Hopefully next week we got a full show and we, we can talk a few more things that I've got to bring up to you guys. I've got some interesting questions that I want to pose to you guys to want to get your your uh, your view on it. So I'll save that for the next show. So until next next week, guys, uh, join us on Eagle Nation on all podcast platforms and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And maybe one day we might even get on to what, what's the other one? One with the videos? TikTok. <laughs> After Dan did his live um, oh, Jesus Live Christ. Live last week We might have uh, A future in that Alright guys enjoy uh, Just a quick shout out yeah, huh? Just a quick shout out Really enjoyed going live Last week yeah. And uh, thanks to everyone That joined in And asked questions It was great um, We might do another one In the future uh, We'll see how it goes But yeah Thanks to everyone Joining in And all the fans That jumped on And asked questions We really appreciate it yeah. Right, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks a lot, Wayne. Until next week, hopefully we're talking in better spirits. No worries. Our fortress built, we crossed the name.
share.